This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 308 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, American Shetland Pony Congress. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Kentucky Performance Products. You can find them at kppusa.com, Riding Warehouse, and EasySignsOnline.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. Bring you the news through hail high water while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for stable scoop. Stable scoop. Stable scoop. Stable scoop. I'm Glenda Geek. And I'm Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. Howdy, Glenn. Are you back in the studio today, not driving? I'm not driving. No, my adventures are, um, for right now, they're they're in my backyard. They're homeward bound. That's okay, because your backyard has an ocean in it. My backyard has a horse and an ocean in it. That's true. Yeah, you got to... And you know what? I saw the picture on your Facebook page, your your head picture there, and of your farm, and it's so pretty. It's so New England. You couldn't get a more New England farm than yours. Oh, my cover photo! I know, I know. And that was the spring. I have to do a summer version. Yeah, because things just change. Beautiful. It's just so New England. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's so New England. You know what we do in New England? We mow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we, we mow a lot. <laughs> We've been having about, uh, well, I think in the last five days, we've had about 12 inches of rain. It just has been pouring every day. So, yeah, we're mowing a lot, too. Did you get any any effects from Hurricane Arthur? No, we didn't, but we had some wicked thunderstorms last week. And uh, I mentioned this on the morning show. Uh, the Pony and, and Beaker are out in side-by-side fields, and, you know, probably half an acre paddocks. And there's big live oak trees everywhere here. Well, we had a really nasty thunderstorm uh, last week. We get them every day, but this was severe. And winds got heavy, and lightning was hitting all around us. And we heard this crack of lightning that had everybody jump. Uh, I jumped. Jennifer jumped. The dog just about had a heart attack. And, you know, after we went out to to investigate, and lightning had hit the live oak tree in the field where uh, we usually have the ponies. Oh, God. And had sent these sharp uh, splinters of bark about 100 feet in every direction. It, it oh hit God. one of the trunks of the tree and just peeled and blew the bark away, made them into little javelins. Some of them were sticking straight up in the ground. Uh, and it actually, you could follow the track of the lightning down, and it blew some of the branches off. One of the branches would have killed the pony if it had hit the pony. Oh I could barely, I could oh have barely lifted it. Um, but we followed it down, and where it hit, where it went down the trunk and hit the ground, there mm-hmm. was charcoal. It was actual. I said, Jennifer, holy crap! I said, smell this, and I don't know what turned into charcoal. You know, pieces of bark or whatever. But uh, I said, uh, we picked a handful of it up, and it smelled exactly like charcoal. It was all burnt like that. Uh, But that day, we had had the ponies out in a different paddock. And thank God, because if one of the—he usually stands under that tree. And if that branch or one of those, you know, those shards and uh, little javelins of bark had hit him, he'd been dead. (laughs) 
Do you remember that episode um, that we did about the horse who oh, was discovered with the Arab? tree branch in his chest? <laughs> yes. I can't remember his name. I can't either. Um, I bet you something like that happened. Yes, it was probably something like that. It was a storm sunk. Yeah, that one, though, he had a whole tree branch went through all the way through his body. I, mean, it was I know. Weird. And he but lived. When you, <laughs> and he did live. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out which episode that was and, and uh, remind you of it because it was quite an inspiring story. But, um, you know, thinking about when you said that the lightning blew those pieces away like little javelins. It was incredible. You know. We really found pieces of bark. And this was green bark, not dead. It was yeah. green. Uh, we found it about 100, 100 feet away in all directions. Jeez. Just amazing. So, so thank goodness that things worked out the way they did that day. But, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Hey, we have a busy show planned for you today. We, our first guest coming up here in a minute is uh, Bob Sansevier, and he is from the. Uh, he is one of the top trainers in the world of Shetland ponies and miniature ponies, and we're going to be speaking to him live from the American Shetland Pony Congress, where cuteness abounds. Oh my God, cuteness abounds! It's <laughs> yes. going to be like we're going to be slathered in it. <laughs> we're going to talk to him in just a minute, and then also we have Debbie Metcalf from that. Posse on with a success story that uh, we don't all, always get those when with stolen horses. So this is going to be a good one to talk to her about. And then we have somebody helping us with Tack and Habit today, and that's Bree from Riding Warehouse is coming on to talk about a product that Lena and I had never heard of. So we're going to uh, be all learning something today. But first, right after this, Kentucky Performance Products Nutritional Minute. We are coming up with Bob Sansevier. And uh, he is out of uh, Minneapolis. And get this, he has a farm there. He has 73 acres, and it's all ponies and minis. He uh, He's won many national championships, 83 national championships, and 84 reserve national championships. Right after this word from KPP. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a type of probiotic that benefits your horse's digestive tract. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it works in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of the enzymes found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that may lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. It's uh, 
I'm actually involved in two shows now, yours and the Shetland Congress. I know. We're so excited to have you live from the Shetland Pony Congress. It's in Iowa this year, right? Yep, it's in Des Moines. It's the second year, and two out of the last three years it's been at Des Moines. And uh, quite frankly, it's a terrific facility. And I, you know, we show minis and ponies. I wish that uh, uh, mini nationals was moved to Des Moines, too, because the, the facility itself is just terrific. And we're lucky because we have, I've got five kids who can be noisy, so they put us at the far end of the sheep <laughs> barn, but you would never know it's a sheep barn because they have great stalls, and we have no one across. As a matter of fact, we got about 40 feet before the barn ends, and we're all spread out. It's wonderful. Well, so we got do you that. think? Having wait, loud kids, it, it did good. Well, wait a minute, Bob. Do you think they're trying to tell you something about your children? <laughs> they are, which is good. I've told them to keep the noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, nothing yeah, we don't I'm already know. There. They're loud and yeah. naughty. What else is new? <laughs> yep. Exactly. And they range in age from, uh, I've got it. Well, my daughter just turned 19, 19, 16, 12, uh, 8, and 5. And uh, I had a guy call me this morning, and my kids do barrel racing too, and they do, you know, they do uh, big horses, but they had a rodeo where they had mutton busting. And a guy called me and he goes, yeah, well, those are your grandchildren? And I saw a mutton busting and I corrected him and said, I don't have grandchildren. I just have children. Because <laughs> no one expects me to have a 19-year-old kid and a 5-year-old, but uh, I do. And they, they, are from the, they are from the same band and sire, I want to add. <laughs> but people often wonder if it's a blended family. And no, it's, it's, it's the same parents. Clearly very happy parents. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, thrilled. <laughs> so I'm thrilled. Let me say that I'm thrilled. <laughs> well, oh, you must be thrilled. Oh. You're so you're spending a lot of your free time um, around Shetland ponies. You're at Congress. How did that yep. happen? Well, actually, uh, we my kids keep asking me when are we going to Disney World. All of my vacation time goes to uh, to horse shows. Uh, this weekend I'm off. I do two, actually, I do a morning show and an afternoon show in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I took, I'm on vacation from both shows this week. And I, I also write a, a column for a newspaper, too. Um, I'm still doing that from here, but our vacations are spent at horse shows. It's Shetland Congress now for a week. And then in September, it's um, mini nationals in Tulsa. And I've come to really like Shetland Congress. Frankly, I like it more. Because it's a week, you get in and you get out, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I like the I like the pace of it, and it's uh, there is no doubt that the best Shetland ponies in the country, well, frankly, in the world, are showing here. And it's uh, I love watching driving because that's what we do, and uh, I really like seeing you know how the, the animation and the movement of these, particularly these moderns. Well, now tell us what, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about that. At Pony Congress, you have all different classes. Yesterday, by the way, you can watch live. Just uh, search for American Shetland Pony Congress and Ustream, and Ustream is uh, carrying it live. I was watching yesterday. We, they had some in-hand classes, which, by the way, Bob, after one in-hand class of any breed, I'm done and on to the next thing. So, but they're, well, you, they're... you last longer than me. <laughs> and no offense to that, because there's some beautiful horses. There and, are, yeah. You know, but... My wife does some of it. I, I just... Uh... I actually, the only classes I do anymore, I jump. Even if, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got combined, my legs are over 100 years old. Um, but I, I jump and I do roadster, and that's it. Cause I don't like wearing it, getting a jacket and tie. So I just do, I just jump and run. We're fortunate to have 
really good jumpers and really good roaster horses. So, you know, we're, we've done very well between Congress and nationals. Um, and we've got, I think we have eight national champions in jumper. My son won uh youth jumper. They had the same course for youth amateur and adult. He, he had the fastest time uh, by almost three seconds. Um, it's those young legs that do it. And then uh, <laughs> uh, the roadster classes, we've, you know, we've done very well in, uh, uh, in many nationals and here we've got the defending national grand champion and both foundation roadster and classic over roadster. Um, so we're, you know, we're thrilled about that from, and they haven't shown yet. They show tonight. So there's a little bit of everything that goes on there at Shetland Pony Congress, all different yes. kinds of classes. Well, modern, I mean, the moderns are fun. We have a modern roadster horse that, uh, she was a national grand champion as a mini. Uh, she's, you know, she's the, in the under division and she'll be doing modern this year for the first time. And she, uh, she's got great animation, but you know, the moderns are fun. They have the ASBR horses, which are, uh, I mean, you can find, you see hackneys that are, um, you know, that are also double registered at ASPR or have hackney blood in them. And you've got the classics and then foundation, which is the, the smaller ones, but that's the, uh, you know, those are, they've got some animation too. I mean, there's a lot of, if you like seeing horses that can move um, and just look very elegant, the Shetland Congress is the place to be. Now, what, when you say modern, what do you mean by modern? Well, they're, mo- they're called modern Shetlands, and I would say they're the, um, if you've ever seen, uh, well, you certainly, because I think we've, we've talked off the year, you have a hackney, they have the closest thing to the Hackney and Morgan um, uh, movement that you would see in driving. Okay. Very animated, very mean. They're, you know, they break well, and, you know, some of those horses are almost hitting their chin. And that would be the modern Shetland. The classic Shetlands aren't supposed to break level. They're actually supposed to be going above level. And there's a different look to them, too. The more the modern to more extreme look a little bit closer to what a Hackney would look like. Uh, and the classics look like, um, well, they're, they're ponies. They're what people ex- think of that when they think of they're, a pony. They're more the Thelwell pony types. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're yeah. A yeah but they're also, there's a lot of yeah. animation there too. So how do you uh, prepare now, your, how do, how do you prepare these ponies for, um, the type of showing that, that they do, um, you know, there's a lot of in-hand work obviously, but, uh, how, how do they adapt to you know, the show environment, is it just like any other horse or is there something different because this is such a, because so much of it is in hand? Well, see, with our horse, we have the horse, several of our horses are veteran horses who've been driving for years. Um, we have one horse, we have, as an example, we will drive five horses here. Uh, four of the horses, we could put their harness on, put them in the cart, not even warm them up, go in the class and they, they're good enough to win. We have another one that I would describe as a high-functioning autistic. He needs to be ground-driven. He needs to be uh, well lunged, then ground-driven, then he'll bounce around in the cart. Once he goes through the, the gate, it's like he understands and he, he laser focuses. And he, he was a national grand champion in foundation roadster, but getting him through the gate is the issue. Last year, he flipped in his cart just before the class. I had to run and borrow a zip tie because he wound up breaking... Uh, you know, a piece of his harness. Uh, so I, and then I, my wife said, well, maybe I shouldn't take him in. I said, well, just take him in. He winds up winning, winds up winning the class. Cause again, that was what he, he understands we can get him into the ring, but he, he wears me out. That's the only thing I'm not looking forward to is getting him 
to the point where he gets in the ring. Once in, as I said, no problem, but getting him in. Where the other ones, you know, I just they just stand there, and when they're ready to go, they turn it on. It's a switch. His switch is always on. <laughs> I've had, uh, we've all owned that horse, by the way. Um, well, if you'd like to own another one, let me know. <laughs> I keep telling my wife, why do we have this? Because, you know what, she, uh, she feels he's special needs, and he needs to have special attention, and and uh, well, we we did foster care for many years, and I, I think she maybe she's drawn to uh, to kids who and and animals that have well, just who need a little extra attention. Yeah, but she's not driving him in the ring, is she? No, she actually is. <laughs> oh, she? Oh, but wow. I'm the one that oh. has to make sure he doesn't bounce away from her. Okay. <laughs> and just distress him. I mean, I, I would like to just get a what what I would like is a phone call from someone to say, okay, he's in the ring, and then I can come and watch. But I have to be there through all the preliminary stuff. <laughs> and as an example, tonight we have a you know we have a horse in the class just before that, and I'm not worried about him at all. But I have to not show much attention to him just to keep the other one going. I have to so tell everybody uh, if you haven't you know people think about driving and everything, and it looks kind of it, it, depending on what kind of driving you watch. I'm a driver also. Depending on what kind of driving you watch, it looks kind of docile and you know uh, laid back. I, I bought a, my first Hackney at an auction and didn't realize that it was the Ohio State champ roadster Hackney. And, uh, oh. and I, I had no idea. And I didn't compete or anything. I just drove for fun. So, But let me tell you, it is a rush when you take a, 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 a little horse like that, a little pony like that, out and drive them. It is an absolute, it's like driving a Ferrari because you feel like you're on the edge of losing control. Um, you're always just on the edge of not sure whether I was going to end up in a ditch. But boy, was it fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... Well, there's nothing like it. And that's why, I mean, I've, I've driven uh, minis too. We have several of our horses here are double registered as minis. And, uh, you know, but we're fortunate because they have, they measure close to 42 inches as a pony, but they're under 38 as a mini because they have high withers. And they, as minis, they they measure to the last hair of the mane, which is the only breed that does that huh, I uh, know that, that I know of. Yeah, so it's but here it's to the withers, and uh, you know, well, as an example, our forty-one inch um, classic uh, Shetland measures under like thirty-seven and a half as a mini, because again, he's got high withers. I mean, people see him in the ring and think, "My God, how could that horse be a mini?" Well, he is because of the uh, of where his mane ends. He just happens to have a long mane and high withers, which is. Yeah, you know, which is uh, to our much to our benefit. But there, yeah, right. There's nothing like. I mean, I'll drive tonight. I'll drive him in the in classic roadster under, which is 42 inches and under to the withers, and then there's a 42 to 46. I've got a horse that's 45 and a half inches, and he's the defending grand champion. I'll drive him tonight in uh, also in the over division of classic roadster, and he's a horse that is. Uh, and he's just a lot of fun to drive because he's my son will drive him earlier in the evening, my 12 year old in youth pleasure. Because you know you can do you can do two classics, you can do roadster and another driving discipline in moderns and modern pleasure. You can only pick one. You can't do more than one uh, driving class or type of class. You can put them in like a modern pleasure driving class and do them in stakes and do them in amateur and youth, but you can't do modern pleasure uh, driving and modern roadster. They're very specific. Funny people. Um, they're very, you know, I think it goes back generations. They're very protective of the horse because they, they don't want to get them worn out. Where, mm-hmm. to me, a horse, I mean, I keep thinking back to the Pony Express days. Horses, not that you want to wear them out like that, but they can handle a little bit of work. Yeah, I'm always afraid so, about breaking mine because he's, you know, 12 and a half hands. And <laughs> well, that, that actually, yeah, so that, 
That begs a really good question is, um, you know, these ponies are, how do you keep them fit and what do you keep them fit for? I mean, in my experience, ponies are pretty easy keepers. I mean, they can get fat on like weeds and air. So how do you keep them healthy and strong enough to do their jobs. Five children. <laughs> that's well, yeah, well, that's that, my question my, is, what do you what do you feed them, and how do you keep them busy? Well, she's, obviously, they, they get, you know, they get pretty much free choice hay. They get good quality hay, a mix of uh, uh, grass and alfalfa, and she gives them um, supplements, and also there's like a senior equine that she gives them that's got a little more, it's got uh, a little bit more protein in it. They're all in, in really good shape, and what she does a lot, She's, it's not uncommon, and people would like to come and just watch. We have an indoor arena. She sets up a, a jump that works out to be about 15 feet wide, and they just, there could be 20 of them in there, and they just run and jump over the jump, and she she runs them for 15 to 20 minutes or, or so, you know, every day, and they love it because it's uh, horses that won't jump in hand, just they follow the other ones and go flying over the jump, and that's actually... Jumping is good for them because it stretches everything out and it helps keep them fit, especially around their, their, uh, you know, their, what I would call their stomach or stomach muscles because of the way they do it. It's a really good, it's good to do part of the exercise that she does. And we, you know, we don't, we try to drive them as much as we can. This year it's been tough. I don't know about where you live, but we've had a lot of rain. Yeah. And, you, you uh, had a bad winter the and then arena, lots of rain. <laughs> it was like yeah. both. Well, yeah. but it's more fun. It's more fun to do it outside, and it's just been so wet and, and, and muddy. We have a, a 250 by 350 outdoor arena, but with some of the rain, we had, you know, washed out, and we had to move the sand around. So it's, you know, it's been a chore to, to, to get it out, you know, to do things outside. And we have some fields. We have a 74-acre farm in, uh, in Buffalo, Minnesota, and we've got uh, almost a mile track around two of the hay fields. So that helps, too, to work them, you know, in that. So they... The horses that we show, they all get worked, but the horses we show get worked more. And, you know, they're all really in in, uh, you know, in good shape. So we're, we're fortunate with that. We, what you said before is true. Uh, if you don't watch it, they could get, a, uh, you know, a, get thick. And it's happened. You know, it has happened. Because this year we got fortunate that my wife was got on top of it a lot sooner than she has in the past. Because some of them, all they'll do is eat and steal from other horses. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to run here. We'd love to have you back sometime to talk a little bit longer about minis and, and ponies. Uh, good luck this week, and uh, we'll be looking, we'll be watching on Ustream. As I said, you can just go to Ustream.tv and look for the American Shetland Pony Congress. They're doing the whole thing on there. So if you want to be overdosed in cuteness, head over <laughs> to Ustream and uh, take a look. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Well, thanks for taking the time. It was, it's, it's a great show. People should check it out. Thank you. Well, now we go from ponies to a very happy story coming up. We're, we're sticking with cuteness and happiness today. And we're going <laughs> to get to that. Hey, we right? try. Yeah, that's right. We're going to get we to try. that right after we hear from one of our brand new sponsors here at the Horse Radio Network, our first official corporate network sponsor, and that's Easy Signs Online. <laughs> Hi, Glenn here, and we are very excited to welcome our first network-wide corporate sponsor, and that's EasySignsOnline.com. I have the founder of that company with me, Wayne. Hello, Wayne. Hello, Glenn. Welcome to the network. We're very excited to have you as our official sign company for the Horse Radio Network. And uh, I know Easy Signs Online has been around for a long time and is one of the leading manufacturers of farm signs in the country. 
Well, thank you. It's good to uh, be aboard, and we look forward to creating some great farm signs for your customers as well. Well, you know, I know that you you started how long ago, Easy Signs Online? It's been about uh, 14, 15 years now. And you started with farm signs. I started with exclusively horse farm signs and have since branched into business signs, farm signs, uh, re- retail signs of any kind. Churches, all kinds Churches, of a lot of churches we do. Housing developments. You name it, yes, yeah. uh, yes. Well, now you uh, you do, you offer a wide variety of signs, and the, one of the reasons that uh, we're we're excited that we're going to be dealing with you, you offer all different price points. No matter what size farm, whether you have this the, a small personal farm with two horses in the backyard, or a large farm with a hundred horses, and and your breeding farm or a training farm, it doesn't matter. You have a sign to fit all of those budgets. Correct. We have small signs and large signs to fit just about any any uh, farm budget out there. Yes. And now you have also. Uh, I know uh, you work with them to create custom signs with their logos, and and your your artists are, are very experienced at doing that. Just about everything we do, even even the the day to day run of the mill signs are are custom to some extent. But yes, we can get very elaborate and very detailed with the custom work that we can do. So no two signs are alike. Now you've done a number of signs for our hosts, including Jamie of the Horses in the Morning Show, Flyover Farm, and she has it out in front of her house. And that was a custom sign, you know, that was unique. She wanted a jumping horse and a jet fighter, and they put together a really neat sign for that. Your artists, yeah, that's just a. a- a quick example of, of what uh, what can be done. And in fact, that uh, if anybody wants to see it, there's a picture of that on the home page uh, in this rotating slideshow at the top. You can see a picture that she sent me after she mounted it in front of her farm. Now, as far as price points, you have, as I said, you have anything from from stall nameplates uh, for for what uh, you know thirty forty dollars thirty nine bucks they start and uh, they can go up from there. You can get very elaborate with very big carved text gold leaf style signs. Uh, so you know it's it's pretty uh, unlimited as to what you can get on your sign. But if I want one for out in front of my farm, what options do I have? I have a I know there's a number of different styles and. Well, for the horse farm signs, the most popular style we offer is what we call New England style signs. And our website features a very unique step-by-step process where you can go through one step at a time, choose your sign size, choose your sign style, and and it keeps a, a good track of what you choose and all of the prices along the way. So you can see exactly what you're getting into. And there's something else that makes these unique, and, and a, lot of the, a lot of us that have been around a while are used to the farm signs that we first had that were wooden. We had wooden farm sign, big one, out in front of our tack shop when we had our tack shop in the 1990s. Now, it was made of wood, and it was painted. It was very pretty for about three years, and then it, the weather started getting at it. It started flaking, and after about five years, it looked like a mess. Right. Will right. that happen with these? No, we do not use any wood in any of our signs specifically for that reason. Wood is great. It was the the sign board of choice many years ago, um, but with modern uh, plastics, PVCs, aluminums, uh, it it eliminates that um, decay that you'll get with your typical painted wood sign. And they are painted. They're vinyl, right? These are, for the most part, they're going to be a, a high-performance vinyl that's applied to the uh, the smooth surface of the sign board, so there's no maintenance with this. Uh, there's nothing to warp, nothing to rot, split, peel, fade, whatever. And so they last for years. They last for many years, yes. As well as our popular line of New England-style signs, we also have uh, a very uh, extensive collection of economical outdoor signs, vinyl banners, stall nameplates. We can do vinyl graphics for vehicles, magnetic uh, signs for your, your truck and trailer. 
And I know you, I know you do a lot of uh, magnetic signs for trucks and trailers for horse people for their farms. Yes, just uh, keep in mind. Uh, doesn't stick to an aluminum trailer. It doesn't trailer. stick to an aluminum trailer. <laughs> that that uh, that has come across the uh, the the phone waves a few times. So. Yeah, it will stick to your metal car, but not yes, <laughs> to your aluminum trailer. Most aluminum trailers, you'll have to get a vinyl decal, not a magnetic sign. One of the things that I really like about the website and dealing with uh, you guys over at EasySignsOnline.com is how easy you make it and how simple a process you make it from getting uh, you know, my artwork to you and getting the sign designed and, and the approvals back. How long does that process take from the time I order till I'll have the sign at my farm? Well, most of the sign products we offer, the first thing we're going to do after we get your order is have our graphics department sit down, lay out the design, and we will email you a full color sign proof. So you will get to see exactly what it looks like. Obviously, changes can be made to suit, uh, but once we get your approval, Typically, uh, the the signs uh, take about two weeks in production, unless you get one of the more elaborate carved style signs. Then they're three to four weeks in production. But overall, it's it's fairly fast uh, turnaround. And as a special offer for Horse Radio Network listeners, in addition to the free shipping that you get for most uh, orders over $100, and that can be save you a lot of money considering the size of some of the signs and the shipping costs involved, we, are, we have an offer that's going out to Horse Radio Network listeners that if you order a sign over $500... The, the business that orders that sign, whether it's a farm or breeding farm, a, a personal farm, whatever it is, you'll get a free promotional interview on one of the Horse Radio Network shows. And that's worth hundreds of dollars right there. So you can join us on the network. You can advertise your business. You can get the word out on the network in addition to your sign as a benefit of uh, for listening to Horse Radio Network and for ordering your sign through EasySignsOnline.com. So free shipping. Free promotion, free advertising, all for your business, for all just for ordering a sign for e- from EasySignsOnline.com, the official sign maker of the Horse Radio Network. You can find it all at EasySignsOnline.com. And we're back, and we have with us an old friend of the Horse Radio Network. Her name is Debbie Metcalf of Stolen Horse International. You know her as the lady who runs NetPosse.com. And, of course, we've had her on many times before talking about stolen horses and horses that haven't been recovered. Well, today we have a happy story for you. Hi, Debbie. Hey, how you doing? Terrific. Thank you so much for joining us again. And All right, now tell us this story because we're ready for happiness. Oh, I was ready for happiness. I bet. Uh, you know, this is this story is the way our system should work all the time if we have enough support. And in this particular situation, we got the horse listed with us almost as soon as the the owner found out the horse was missing. And that's when we're most effective. And as soon as she finished listing the horse, we sent it out to tens of thousands of people the alert. And we got it listed into all the news, local news media on their Facebook pages. It was on air. It was in newspapers. I mean, we had over 70,000 people reach. You know, I don't know exactly how that works, but it said at the bottom of one post, over 70-some thousand people reached. So, you know, it was just amazing how much this spread because we got it right away. Well, tell us, tell us what was, happened. That, well, the oh. horse was uh, missing on July Third, uh, the owner was called on July third and told that her horse was not at the boarding facility. Okay, 
And she panicked, of course. And somebody knew about us, had her call us, and got listed with us. And then you already heard what we did. And then the next day, we were working with her some more on some more listings. And she called me back and said, I just got a tip on him. I think I know where he is. And I, and she, I said, okay, we're on the way because I got to see this because South Carolina, where the horse was located, was only about an hour and a half away from us. Okay. So we threw all our July 4th plans away, grabbed the <laughs> scanner, and took off. I don't get to see enough of this. I know they're recovered all the time because of the, our efforts, but being there, oh, what a treat. So huh. here we go. <laughs> and we're talking to her on the way. We're talking to one of her friends, Jewel. And about five minutes out, she sent me a text and said, the officer won't let us go see uh, Odie where he is until he proves ownership. And, you know, we were going to, you know, he had a microchip. Perfect. Perfect. And I okay. said, she said, but we don't have a scanner. I said, don't worry. We're five minutes out. We've got one. <laughs> So when we got there, the police took us over to the horse first. So we were actually there before Sarah, and I thought, oh, my gosh, how neat is this? I mean, we keep telling people how it should work, and this is working the way it should. And so my husband was able to scan uh, Odie, and then we got to call Sarah over and, and witness her putting her arms around him for the first time. Um so, you know, I don't get enough of that. Yeah. Myself. How and did you, the, um, when you, when you first got there, how did you um, prove to the officer that, um, well, did, did, so she finds, she gets a, a tip on her horse. She, she gets there first, right? So where the horse got, was. Yeah, she was there first. Did she call the police and the police accompanied her there or did well, they the meet her there? Already, uh, the police had already been there once. Because she was somewhere else, she had to go get a trailer, and then she had to go. Okay. But the police had already gone by there, and the person who had the horse and informed them that they had a stolen horse. Okay. And that they could not move the horse. So then, when and, you arrive, when you and your you do you how do you show the uh, law enforcement that you're you know an official organization? Do you have to show ID? How did that work? Okay. Well, let me back up a little bit. She got there before we did. Law enforcement okay. came back, and they were waiting in a parking lot across the road for us. He knew we had the scanner. She had already informed him who we were and what we did, and that we had a scanner that we could scan his microchip. She gave him the microchip number. So it was just a matter of him taking my husband and myself over there and letting us do the scanning to prove the ownership. Mm. And so that was just, stuff, you know, very, it was, it was pretty simple other than, you know, this officer did it the right way. Uh, the horse was on private property and you're not supposed to go on private property without an escort in these situations, a law enforcement escort. Well, yeah, you, for, first of all, you might get yourself shot. I mean, that's, one yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's a real possibility, yeah. <laughs> especially in some that's of these South. situations. Exactly. The, and there was a six-foot-high fence around this property and a mm. six-foot-high double gate. So um, I knew I wasn't going to try to get in there. Right. And we could see him. We could see the horse. But we, you can't get to it without being you know, the proper escort. So, and then, so it was, 
And then when you so, scan it, it shows the number, and then that matched the number she gave the officer. Right. Okay. And so that's the proof of ownership. We keep telling people that, you know, you put microchips in for a variety of reasons. And one of them, of course, is disaster situations. Another is for runaways. But you never know when you're going to need to prove the horse is yours. You put them in and forget about them and hope that you never have to use them. But and, th- and that's exactly what Sarah had done. She put that microchip in years ago. Huh. She never even thought she would have to use it. And now, then when she had to, there it was. Because I can tell you that, you know, if the horse had not had a microchip, it would not have gone that smooth. And I'm not sure what she would have used to prove ownership. Because if you look at him on our Facebook page or on our website, there are millions of horses that look like this horse. Yeah, I mean, he does look like every other... It's a gray, right? He looks like every other gray horse out there. Yeah, um, he is. He's, he's a yeah. gray horse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, was the officer then, was she permitted just to take the horse at that point, or how'd that go down? Well, as soon as the officer, you know, we chatted with him a little bit about some different things, you know, that are part of the investigation, so I can't talk yeah, about right. that. Yeah, right, you don't but, have to talk about that. Um, after he figured out that we were we were the good guys too, and and saw the microchip number, he he was okay with everything. Yeah, he was, and he called her on over and had her get her horse. And you know he's hurt. As a matter of fact, he's hurt pretty bad, and his back hind legs. And so she didn't waste any time getting him on a trailer and to a vet hospital to be treated. And the, he got hurt in the stealing process? Yes, he did. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, we're not exactly sure what what the process is yet, but yeah, it could have been that whoever took him rode him 15 miles and injured him in the process because he, mm. he was about 45 minutes away on a horse ride. So there's different theories as to how he got there, and there's different stories. How he got hurt, we're not sure, but it's for sure that he is. Now, did, were, did you ever find out, was it somebody that saw one of the flyers and went, I think I just saw that horse, or you know, how'd that work? Do you know? Well, those stories are varied, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's usually how that, like how that all happened. Yeah. Right now, law enforcement has the investigation. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're still waiting to hear how that happened. But we did get, you know, everything on Facebook with the news media. They did the story. So one story is that somebody saw a flyer. Another story is somebody saw the information on one of the Facebook pages. So we really don't know yet. Okay. Well, w- Helene and I have to say one thing. Yay! Congratulations! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and for being you. able to be there yes. to see it. That's just like, that makes that, everything that you do worth it. That, you know, we had no idea when we took the scanner that it was going to play such an important part. And getting the horse back. We just grab it because, you know, we do. We usually have a scanner with us. Uh, But just to be there, to see this with all the recoveries that we have had, you know, I'd say we've only actually seen about four over when we started this organization unofficially 16 years ago, officially in 2003. And I've only seen about four recoveries in all those years. So, you know, I wasn't... Yeah, hamburger wasn't that important to me. I just <laughs> want our, our cookout. This was what I wanted to do. 
and my husband and I, even on the way home, said, Ed, this was the best 4th of July ever. It could not have gotten any better for us, for Sarah, or for Odie. I got to tell you, it's ironic that we're talking right now because I'm looking out the window to my barn and the vet is here. And I, when when I saw you last at Road to the Horse, I bought a couple uh, do-it-yourself microchip uh, things from you. Remember that? I do. And I do. Uh, when I brought them home, my wife looked at the needles and said, no way in hell I'm doing that myself. <laughs> I'm not putting that in my horse's neck. And I looked at him and said, I'm not doing it either. So this was the first <laughs> chance the vet's been out. And so right now I'm looking out the window there, getting their microchips put in today. So it's ironic that I'm talking to you right now. But yes, we are. Mike, my scooter has now officially been microchipped. So. Oh, with Stolen Horse International microchips. <laughs> That's right. That is correct. I think I need to well, do my you know, horse now. You do, especially where you live, because you're along a road like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And don't forget the sign. Didn't you get a sign, too, Glenn? Yes, we got a sign, and uh, I have the... We, we, got, we got the whole kit and caboodle, actually. So um, I'm very excited about that. Jennifer's, uh, you know, she's really good at filing, so we actually have the number when we need it. Um, and, you know, she'll well, go online know, and do the online thing, too. So. Well, a lot of people are, are not comfortable with that needle, and I'm one of them. I mean, I tell people I won't stick an orange, so I'm not going to do it. But my husband does it. You know, he doesn't have any problem with it. And I always tell people, you can still get them with us and help us. You know, because if you get them with Stolen Horse International, and we do have different frequencies and different companies that you can choose from and different packages. So if you get them through us, you know, it helps us continue doing what we do and help and, and helps us bring horses home like Odie. And if you get them there and you can't do it, that's okay. Do what you're doing. Let the vet do it the next time he comes out. Yeah, he was coming out to do shots anyway, so it was just another another shot as far as that was concerned. And the needle isn't, like, enormous, but it's big enough that, you know, if you're, if you're not used to it, you're going to want to probably have your vet do it. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. the same needle that the chihuahuas get. So the horses, yeah. you know, they get a break there. <laughs> 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 yes, so I think Helena, I think, as it is to us. <laughs> and how much? I think the how much are they on your website? Well, the the kit we have the one kit that's the most popular, and it has either a home again or an avid microchip in it, and it's also got their registry paid for, and then it's got our net posse identification program registry paid for in it, and that's only forty dollars. Yeah, You're basically getting the microchip for free. Yeah, it's a it's a good deal, and it's worth forty bucks to have that done. And uh, again, Helena, where you live, you know, if your horse is, you know, wherever your horse is, but especially along the road like that. Uh, uh, and you know, idea. in our net posse identification program registry, we're not regi- registering just microchips. You can upload your pictures of your horses. You can change them as often if you want to. If you have brand, freeze brands on your horses or lip tattoos, you can register those too. And since we do this, you know, basically for a living, although I'm not getting <laughs> it, you know that we talked about that, Glenn. Yeah, everything goes back to the organization. We're all totally volunteers. Nobody has a salary, but because we do what we do. All right, you know, we ask questions nobody else knows the answer because they're not doing this. You know, it's just basic stuff. Ours is very detailed. And when you go through it, you'll see. Plus, when if your horse does go missing and you're in the registry, guess what we have? 
all your information already, and we don't waste time trying to, you know, wait for you to gather it together. Well, Debbie, what is the website where they can go find their own chip to with the great big needle to put in their horse? <laughs> Just go to www.netposse.com or Google Stolen Horse International and click on the store. We have all Thank- kinds of goodies in there. Congratulations to you, to the owner of the horse, and to the horse who's now getting some medical care. Uh, Good job, and what a quick turnaround. Terrific. Well, what a good story. It's always good when you talk to Debbie and she has a happy story. Oh, I know. There's so many that don't turn out happy that uh, it is nice to hear about one that is, and let's hope hope if they deserve prosecution, they get it, too. Yep. So they don't don't steal another pony. Well, uh, we have our Tack and Habit segment coming up next, and we have a brand new sponsor for Tack and Habit. We're proud to welcome Riding Warehouse. Well, we want to welcome right now Brie Del Rosario. Did I say that right, Brie? You Brie did. Yeah, perfect. Brie Del Rosario. What a neat name, Brie. That is a neat <laughs> oh, name. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. It rolls off the tongue. You just like Italian girls. <laughs> Are you Italian or is that Italian? Um, this one's Puerto Rican, but I have heard many people who are Italian who have the same last name spelled exactly the same way, too. All right. Oh, really? Well, enough. Okay. He likes yeah. a little spice. I like Latin girls, too, so that's fine. <laughs> Whatever Oh, perfect. Works. Perfect. <laughs> so you can stay, Brie. That's what it's coming down nope. to. Yeah, you, you can, can stay. stay. Yeah. Great. We'll, we'll... <laughs> You're in. I appreciate the welcome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Brie, uh, we're so excited to have you guys on board as the sponsors for the Tack and Habit segment. And once, once a month, Bree's going to join us and actually going to going to do the work for us, so we can just sit back and relax uh, and, <laughs> and uh, introduce a new product for us. And we're very excited about that. But first, I know you're from California, and yeah. I know a little bit about you. Went to Cal Poly, didn't you? I did go to Cal Poly. Yeah, that's correct in San Luis Obispo, right on the Central Coast. How cool is that? I mean, does that sound like the most oh, yeah. romantic college ever? I know. I love that name. Oh, yeah. I can never say the name. So anybody that can say it and that has been there, uh, you, you oh, know, yeah. I'll just like get down on my knees and worship your feet. How, what did you do yeah, there? How was... did you end up there? You grew up there, though, like in a general area. No, I grew up in uh, San Diego County, actually, um, in a very, very, very small town called Hamul, California. Okay, when um, I say just... the area, I mean anything west of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we're local. Okay. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, yeah, and I just, uh, you know, researched colleges when I was in high school and found Cal Poly and uh, really liked the agricultural programs, always been really into horses and, and animals. Yeah, and of course, yeah, near the beach, about five <laughs> minutes away, so that's very convenient. So I uh, went there as an ag business major, and uh, I've been here now, never moved out, been here for 10 years, so got the degree and stuck around. Helena, I don't think that's too far from Monty Roberts' place, is it, Bree? Um, no, Monty we're Roberts. actually um, only about an hour, probably a little over an hour north of Monty Roberts. He's out in Santa Inez. So, yeah. and beautiful, beautiful place he has right in the middle of wine country. Just couldn't imagine a better place to have a bunch of horses out there. 
Mm. Yeah, his daughter, Debbie Laux, does a horsemanship radio show here on the network. So uh, she's always talking about how pretty and beautiful it is there, (laughs) bragging. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, if you ever get the chance to visit, it's definitely great. Do a little wine tasting, do a little horseback riding, a little beach trip. You'd be perfect. Now, you didn't stop there. Apparently, uh, a horse girl decided that uh, she also needed a master's degree. So (laughs) where did you get that? Well, I I did leave for a brief period for two years. I went to New Mexico State, which is in Las Cruces, New Mexico. My parents, um, when I graduated high school, uh, they retired and moved from San Diego County out to uh, a little town called Gila, New Mexico. And I was missing them after being in school here um, and getting my degree. So I went out to Las Cruces and got my master's in agricultural education And so I was near them for a couple of years. So that was really nice to be close and experience a different state. It was the first time I had lived um, longer than a very short period out of state. So it was a really good experience. Um, Definitely uh, a lot of opportunity to ride and had my horse ride at the rodeo grounds, ride at the college. So it was it was a really nice place for a horse person to go to school. Both both colleges were were fantastic for anybody with an interest in horses. And then Helena, she took those degrees, threw them out the window, and went to work as a buyer for riding warehouse. Like a true what, American which, does. Yeah, like a true horse girl does. No, that's not, you know, there's, no, there's, that's not there's true. a connection there. You know, eventually yes. we all come back to the, to the link. But uh, before we, we talk about your current career, I, I want to, um, the question I want to ask you is, what were you thinking, and I mean this in, in a good way, what was your intent when you pursued that that line of education? What were you hoping for? Well, I was considering for a period of time being an agricultural um, high school teacher, and mm. I'm not sure how familiar um, you guys are with that, but uh, ag education is phenomenal. Um, it's linked with FFA. The issue that I had was, the um, the amount of effort. I mean, I can't say more amazing things about our ag teachers in the United States. They work two jobs in one. It really, truly is two jobs. I mean, the classroom is a full time job in itself, and then after school, they're doing constant meetings and weighing animals, and then they work during the summers. So um, it was it was a lot of work. I student taught in New Mexico, in the town that my parents actually live in. So I got to live home for a few months and. Uh, did some student teaching there, and it was so fun. Uh, going out and clipping the animals and getting ready for the shows was a great, great opportunity and a great experience. Um, but I, w- I was definitely a, a bit overwhelmed. So um, it, that's why you do the student teaching, so you can see if it's for you or not. And my fear was, if I go into student teaching, I'll never have a family of my own because when you go home <laughs> and you've been surrounded by kids all day, you definitely um, probably don't want to come home to them and. Uh, you know, being that I did want to have a family and wanted to still like kids after I got off, <laughs> uh, I got off of work. I, I decided it was better left as a hobby rather than a career. So, uh, so that was the intent there. But it was still, I, I can't say more good things about the ag teachers. They just, they really sacrificed their entire life really for the kids, and it's it's an extremely noble profession, and I truly admire them, especially after being in their shoes. 
I like to hear this. I mean, it's, I think that's a really good, good plug for the career path. And especially in oh. our country when we really need more farmers and more agricultural specialists considering what's happening with our food and our animals and all that. So I think the more kids who grow up with a solid education in the basics of what it means to create food and to create sustainable environments, um, the better. So I'm glad that we got that little plug in for, for the path, the career path. Oh yeah, agriculture. I there's not a, a better profession to kind of pursue. It's um, we de- and like you said, we definitely need it, and we need it more than ever. Especially with technology is really coming up, so we need those kids that are both technologically savvy, and then they can bring that into the agricultural market um, to kind of keep up with the times. And so that's kind of what I saw when I was there. I was really encouraged by the. Uh, amount of kids that were so brilliant and they were really going to take agriculture to the next step and hopefully we can you know keep up with the the demand here and keep everything uh you know within within the united states would be great and as much as possible and so i think that we you know we definitely are on the right path and as many kids as we can get through those um you know avenues is the better well, Bree, I can tell you one thing riding warehouse is lucky to have you so indeed uh, <laughs> yeah. well, indeed you. So that's Thank that's you. good. Well, tell us about Riding Warehouse. I mean, you guys are out there in California. Where, what town? We are in San Luis Obispo. Okay. Um, we, there it is yeah, again. So thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're again. in. <laughs> Say it one yeah, more time. Three words. <laughs> it's three words. So San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. And it's, no, it's a, a fantastic town. We've got great weather all year round. Um, uh, actually, a little too light on the rain side here sometimes, but it's a great place to have horses. We've got a lot of beaches that allow horseback riders on them. So a lot of our uh, local uh, customers, they get to go on, you know, beach rides every weekend. So it's pretty much a horse owner's dream here. Um, And it's, we have a little retail store as well. So we're not just online. Um, We've got a retail store in San Luis Obispo. So that caters to our local customers. And we do get a lot of um, tourists here as well. So anybody coming up from down in Southern California or from the Valley, like Bakersfield or Fresno, they'll come out here often to kind of cool down. And uh, so a lot of them will stop by and see us and uh, from Northern California as well. So if anybody's ever in the area, we definitely have a retail storefront. Um, The rest of our business is online. So the website's easy to remember. It's just ridingwarehouse.com. And it started actually as a company called Long Riders Gear in 1996 with the original owner. And she's still the owner of Riding Warehouse now. And so it's been around for a long time as Long Riders Gear. And the owner is really into endurance riding. So she wanted to supply endurance riders with all the equipment and apparel and stable supplies that they would need. So it started out strictly endurance and uh, just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And eventually, uh, almost two years ago, it'll be two years this November, we merged with a company called Sports Warehouse, which is affiliated with Tennis Warehouse and Running Warehouse and um, about eight or nine other companies that are all um, online and have retail stores here in San Luis Obispo. Everything's local. Um, So she partnered with the owners of Sports Warehouse and we created Riding Warehouse. And with that change, um, we did something a little bit unusual. And so our website, ridingwarehouse.com, is threefold. It actually has three separate websites within one. So if you're an endurance rider, 
you would go to the endurance section of the website and all of the products are catered to you as an endurance rider. We also have, of course, the stable supplies, which are pretty much universal throughout the three websites. We also have a Western-specific website, so that caters specifically to our Western customer. And we have an English-specific website, which caters just to the English riders. So it's really nice because you're going to a website and you can really cater it to your needs. You don't have to kind of filter through products that you're not going to be interested in. Or many of our, especially our endurance riders, a lot of them wear many hats and they also ride Western or English or both. So they can toggle between the three websites very easily. There's three buttons at the top of our website. It's very easy to toggle through the three and get everything that you need. It goes all into one cart, ships all out of one location. Um, but it's just a nice way. It makes it really easy for our customers to shop for exactly what they're looking for without having to kind of go through everything. Um, so it's, it's a fantastic website. I mean, I am biased, <laughs> but I think it's beautifully done. Um, we try to have the latest and greatest everything. Uh, we've got everything from tack to apparel to footwear, um, horse blankets, all the stable supplies you need. Uh, we've got quite a large inventory um, here in our warehouse. So uh, we try to you know, keep up with the times and have you know, the latest and greatest products, which one of those I'll talk to you about um, shortly. But we're, we're definitely trying to, uh, to get out there as your kind of one-stop online tax shop is our little motto. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do is just have everything you need at one, one location. Um, and what I love about Riding Warehouse is customer service is our number one. And if you read some of the reviews, we have a Facebook page. You can go on there. People love our customer service. When you call, you talk to a person every single time. You do not get a recording. Um, all of our employees have horse experience and they ride in various disciplines. So you could probably talk to somebody who rides in the discipline that you do, which is really convenient. Um, we also offer free shipping for orders over $50 within the contiguous United States. So it's very easy to get to $50 when we're talking about shopping for horses. So free shipping there. And another bonus, free return shipping within the contiguous U.S. So if you have an item and you want to try it on, it does not fit, you need another size, return it, and we'll, you can ship it back for free, and then we'll ship you the exchange item for free as well as long as you're in the contiguous U.S. Okay. So uh, I really, really did not... That. We can't have her on ever again, Glenn. No. <laughs> this is, I, I feel a problem brewing. Yes, I Like do. a big problem brewing. I have to make sure Jennifer, my wife, doesn't listen to this. Yeah, no kidding. Because, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, so nice. I'm spending more money on my pony now than she is on her horse. So I'm, I've just been looking okay. kind of at the pony stuff while I've been in ah! <laughs> Yeah, you have oh, been yeah. awfully quiet. <laughs> Just, <gasps> Perfect. Uh, yeah, we try to make it really it. easy. We uh, set aside, you know, we have like a pony mini full and draft section. So it has I everything in it. there. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we try to make it really easy to find everything. And I feel like our website's really well organized and we've had nothing but great comments. And if we ever get any constructive criticism, we definitely use that and uh, just continue to make this bigger and better. And uh, it's, it's a fantastic company to work for. And what I, I mean, like I said, what I love the most is just the customer service is fantastic. It's extremely organized. You know, your order ships, if you place the order be uh, before 2 p.m., and that's Pacific Standard Time, so actually you guys on the East Coast have till 5 p.m. on a regular business day, um, it will go out same day, which is pretty unheard of. So we, it's very efficient. Um, we've gotten great feedback, and I can't say better things about our you know, well, department downstairs. 
So. You're a good spokesman, Bree, and, and you're, you're, I tell you what, this is Enthusiasm Day. Every guest we have had has been overly enthusiastic today, and that's terrific. We like that. So tell us, good. let's get, that's, uh, and it's, again, it's ridingwarehouse.com is the website, but let's talk about your first product you want to bring to the table, and it's one that we, Helene and I have never heard of, so tell us okay, about it. Okay, great. Great. Well, it actually was developed originally um, in the cycling world, and it's actually spread out to any sport that involves a helmet. So it's perfect for the riding world. It's called Ice Dot, and Ice standing for um, the in case of emergency. So sometimes in your cell phone, you'll write Ice and then put your in case of emergency contacts. Um, so that's what the Ice stands for. And basically, it's a crash sensor that can be applied to any helmet. Um, with the exception, I would think, of like the velvet helmets because it sticks with a really, really strong adhesive, um, but I don't think it would stick to velvet very well. So any helmet that's not velvet, um, you can stick it on, and basically it will detect a crash. So if you hit your head, um, if you have a fall, it does a few different things. So uh, the first thing you do when you get the crash sensor, which is really reasonably priced, we've got it, um, selling right now for $129.95, MSRP is for $149. And basically the first thing you do is you set up your account. So you go to the website and you set up an account. And with the purchase of the sensor, you get one year free membership with iSpot. And then the other years after that, it's only $10 so a year. So that's really reasonable when we're talking about safety. Um, you set up your account. You set up any allergies, anything that you need, maybe a first responder to know. And again, when you purchase the sensor, that's totally free. So it's really easy to set up. Then you simply apply the sensor onto your helmet. It comes with all the adhesive you need. And then it also has some stickers. You have a pin, and so you can put the sticker on your helmet or on your person. We always encourage you to have everything on your person so that if you get separated from your horse in the event of a fall, everything is on you. If somebody runs across you, they'll see your pin. And there's instructions of where to call, where to text your PIN so you can get any information that you need. But what I really love is if you're out riding, even if you're in an arena and you're at, a, at your own house and nobody's around, or if you're out riding on the trail by yourself, if you fall, when you set up your account, um, you've set up some phone numbers that are emergency contacts. So say you, you take a fall. You set the amount of time that you need. So say you want, um, you want to shut off the sensor because the sensor is going to go off when you fall right away. And if you're fine, then you want to shut off the sensor. If the sensor is not shut off within the amount of time that you specified between zero and two minutes, then it sends a text message out to your emergency contacts with your GPS coordinates. So it's really, really a great safety device. So if you take a fall, you don't want to risk, I mean, $129.95 for your safety if you're out riding by yourself anywhere. Um, you definitely want to make sure that you've got this product. I definitely wouldn't go out by myself without this now that I know that this exists. Um, you're, it's going to send a, a text message out to all your contacts. They're going to know exactly where you are, and it's going to say exactly what you need to do. They can get to you. They can call 911, whatever they need to do. Um, it will not call 911 for you because 911 doesn't take um, automated calls. Uh, so that is one thing to keep in mind. Um, but it's super, super important that we're safe out on the trail when you're by yourself. And, um, again, you want to make sure that everything, including your phone, is on your person, all of your emergency stickers. Um, so that's, that's really important. Um, not only will it detect a head impact, but it also detects rotational falls. 
so that's helpful as well. Um, so if you're, if you're really flying through the air, even if you don't hit your head necessarily, it will also go off. So it's, it's a fantastic product. Um, you do need to have an iPhone 4S or later or an Android Nexus 4 or 5 or an Android phone that's running 4.3 or later. Um, at this time, it's not available for the Samsung phones. However, they're working on uh, that. So it should be available for Samsung, I would think, in the future. So last I talked to them, they were working on it. Because it um, actually ties in. You have to have your phone with you, and it ties into your phone's Bluetooth, right? It does. But then it's, it goes through an app, and you have to have your Bluetooth enabled. So it goes through that. Um, and you do need to be in service. I was uh, so going to say, what thing. happens if you're out in the middle of nowhere, like where you yeah. live in New Mexico? Exactly. Uh, so in that case, you need to ride with a buddy, I would say. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that that would be probably the most important thing to do, or at the okay. very least, tell people where you're going and when you expect to be back. Um, yeah. So that's very important. I'm um, thinking about for this for my wife who rides. Uh, she goes out in two, three-hour rides around here into the woods and stuff and alone all the time, every day. Yeah, I do, too. Oh, and, that's scary. I do, you know, too. So. And I'm thinking, you know, if she ever got hurt out there, I wouldn't know where she is. You know, right. I wouldn't know where to look uh, you know, because I haven't been out there. I don't ride. I drive and I can't take my my cart out to where she goes. So I have literally never been to the places she goes. Um, oh, yeah. That, that yes. would, that's scary because every minute counts in an emergency. And um, with this situation, not only will you know where she is, but you're going to get a text as soon as the incident happens. Um, but I do love that they allow you to set the amount of time where you can shut it off. Because, yes. you know, there are things that happen and you're fine. And so say your horse just spins and you take a, a minor fall and it goes off, then you, you, know, you specify the amount of time. So if you don't want any time, you can set it to zero seconds. You can set it all the way up to two now, minutes. Now, it'll go off if, let's say, let's, let's take that scenario, your horse just ducks out from underneath you and you end up on your butt. Uh, it'll uh-huh. go off then even if you don't hit your head? Um, well, it depends. It's triggered based on head. Um, if you have, you know, some sort of a, um, what am I trying to say? If you have a rotational fall, it will also go off um, if, it's, if the forces are enough. It's not an exact logarithm. Uh, so it, I'm not sure exactly, you know, how, <laughs> how much force you exactly need. Um, but in some rotational falls, it will also go off. So you don't necessarily need to hit your head. Um, and then if you do hit your head, then it will also go off. So there may be a situation where you do have a rotational fall. Say you're really lucky and you land on your feet and you're fine or you, know, you just take a minor fall and you're not hurt. And then you have the, ch- the opportunity when the countdown begins to kind of shut that off. So it doesn't scare all of your family and members if, that you've if been putting. If you, if you fall on your butt or you, 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 know, you break your leg on the way down and it doesn't go off, you just take your helmet off and beat it on a tree. And then <laughs> there it will go. go That's have, brilliant. Exactly. Uh, it's That's right. Brilliant. That's right. You still have one good arm left after you've broken the other one. You just take your helmet off and smack it on the ground. Or, or you, can just, you can stand in your barnyard and go, ah. <laughs> that works. Exactly. That works. Or you could just take off your take out your phone, which you have on your person again. Yes, you not put in your saddle bag. <laughs> yeah, but if anybody gets anything out of this, you know, we always tell all our customers: do not put your cell phone in your saddle bag. What happens if your horse takes off? You have nothing. You exactly. know, so right. um, always have it on. We have yeah. lots of packs on our website. Um, they attach to your arm. They, you know, the ones that you see people working out in, we've got one specifically I'm, for cell phones. I'm surprised no- the number of people I see it attached to their saddle. Oh, um, it's you know, it, not a good a idea. And even if you fall <laughs> off and your horse stays, if you hurt yourself or your leg, you can't get up to the saddle to get it. So, um, Oh, definitely. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. That. 
Well, this can be found at uh, ridingwarehouse.com. It's called the ICE.crash ICE sensor, and you can find it there, and we'll post a link to it in our show notes at stablescoop.com as well. This is a terrific first product. Bree, you did a great job. Yay, good job. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Well, you can come back. We'll let you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Thanks it because of that Latin blood. <laughs> it is. Yeah. That last name, Del Rosario. All right. Thank you, Bree. I love her. <laughs> I know. She's great. I'm, good. I'm looking forward to having her on once a month. That'll be a lot of fun. I need to not log on to Riding Warehouse. <laughs> they do have some different stuff because they're, they're really were started out when the endurance and the long distance trail uh, riding market. And so they have some things like this that you don't see a lot of times on other websites. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of neat. And it sounds like they make it really easy <laughs> to buy yes. things. Yes, exactly. And the prices are really good on their website as well. So uh, I know that Jennifer was looking at it going, well, these are really good prices. Mm-hmm. So you, if you want good products at good prices, check out writingwarehouse.com. We thank them for their support. Well, that's it for this week. We've had three terrific guests, overly enthusiastic, wonderful guests, which we're happy to have. <laughs> that sure beats the guests where Helene and I have to do all the talking. We like that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we, we like pretty much to show up and not do anything. Yeah. Because that's the kind of people we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and don't forget, in also in August, we're going to have our live show because it's going to be our sixth year anniversary. We're going to work out the date. I'm going to get that over to you in the next week or so here, Helena. Okay. So we can get that date worked out. It'll be in the evening and we'll just all hang out together. We'll hope to take lots of calls and just chat with our listeners and have a party. We're calling it our live party and uh, guarantee you, Helena and I will have alcoholic beverages. So we, we expect you to, too. What do you mean? And I'm going to have we're, coffee. We're just going to celebrate. We're just going to celebrate six years on the air and Six years spending it with uh, with you all, and we really appreciate you being here. Indeed. So, so that's coming up in August. We'll let you know the date so you can plan ahead and plan on giving us a call. We want to hear from you. That's it for this week. Uh, go to our website, stablescoop.com, for all the past episodes, all six years' worth. You can find Helena at? And you can find me at sparkleandboom.com. Sparkleandboom.com. Find your sparkle, it- get some boom. And get our app. Just go to the App Store, iOS or Android. Search for Horse Radio Network. It's free and it's easy to use. And I have run out of steam. We'll see you, Alina. Take care. Till then, happy scooping. <laughs>